500 years ago he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck and upon the skull of the man who killed his dad he said i'm mad i must eradicate piracy injustice and cruelty and all my sons will follow me so evil doers will believe that this man cannot die the phantom the ghost who walks the phantom enemies beware the phantom's always there but you won't find the phantom he finds G'day everybody, and for those who have come in late, you're listening to Expand the Phantom Podcast. This is episode 151, the Phantom Card Game Kickstarter. Today, I am joined by Dan. How are you, sir? Yeah, very good, Jermaine. Um, it's, it's Easter Sunday as we record this, and it's been a relaxing weekend. Um, not going anywhere, of course. <laughs> We've I've, I've been camping in the backyard with the family, so there's a campfire and tents and swags and that sort of thing, and cooking out the back and it's uh, as, as close to getting back to nature as we can get on our traditional camping Easter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's, um, so yeah, that's, unfortunately that's life and as we know it, so um, let's do podcasts instead. Absolutely. But today we're talking about the Phantom Card Game. Now we've got nothing to do with it, so we have the creator of this um, game and also the person who's running the um, Kickstarter. You would have heard us talking about it for a lot of the last couple of months and uh, past podcasts. And so let's, without further ado, let's introduce the man behind it. Uh, Mikel, how are you, buddy? Good day. I'm fine. Uh, I celebrated Easter yesterday and my kid's uh, 13th birthday and uh, ready to podcast. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that your oldest, Mikel? <laughs> yeah. Welcome to teenagers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so thank you for joining us. So we're going to get straight into it. So we're going to just as we as as you would know if you're listening to this, um, you're doing a Kickstarter. So this is as this is being released it's going to be a day or two before the actual kickstarter campaign starts so could you just maybe start off with the dates for the kickstarter um and then tell us a little bit about the phantom card game and then we'll go from there mate yeah sure so the kickstarter starts at the uh, first of may and will run most of may but not all of may and uh, it's a card game uh, with uh, three different adventures and uh, we, uh, yeah, it's opening soon, and I hope you will uh, enjoy it. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sure we will. So, um, I guess for those who are listening, uh, we've got a few things coming up which are going to coincide with the Kickstarter campaign. But let's we'll talk about those as we go, and you'll see those. So, if you are wanting to follow those, uh, make sure you follow our social media for that. But for those who are familiar with the the card game, you know, is there a similar style game that they may know of? And then on the flip side, for the people that don't know what a card game is, could you explain to us in a couple of minutes what an actual card game is? Yeah, so this is a cooperative game and uh, you can play it alone or with a friend and it's it got uh, some elements of different games. I would say it's a bit like uh, the 
Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle. Uh, that's a deck building game, but it has the same, you play through different scenarios. And it's close to Lord of the Rings, the living card game. It's also a co cooperative game with uh, scenarios. Yep. You play through the stories together. And it's also a bit like this uh, Marvel Legends, uh, where you're also a hero and you take down the villains. Um, but all of those games are like, it's a bit of a niche market. Uh, and I understand everyone who hasn't played them, but it's basically like a super advanced solitaire, you could say, or a, a video game that you play uh, analog. You have your your heroes or your hero and uh, he has different things he can do actions and allies and weapons and then that's one part of the game and the other part of the game is the adventures that you play against the obstacles the enemies the it could be different things uh, in this game it's you play through three of the most exciting phantom adventures i would say no worries. Um, so I guess yeah. what are those adventures? You might as well tell us what those adventures are. Yeah, the first one is like where you like learn the ropes of it and it's connected strongly with the Phantom. It's the story of Devil where the Phantom finds Devil and trains him, the old uh, Team Phantom story. And then we have the Diana in the Jungle Patrol where we learn a bit more about how her deck works and how how she becomes this great uh, jungle patrol officer from almost not getting uh, initiated. And then uh, the third is year one, and that's actually the 21st Phantom. Uh, it's called uh, Adventure, but I called it year one because that's what the whole saga was called, yep. where it's basically the first adventure that the 21st Phantom went on. Mm. And uh, the cards, um, I want to come back to the card play soon yep. because Jermaine and I have just played that with you and we're keen to talk about that. But from a collector's point of view, I suppose you've drawn heavily from the artwork for those, from those three stories for the, the cards, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've done as good job as I can to get as close as original. And I mean, I think a lot of the time it looks better than in the comic book. I've also removed all of the speech bubbles and stuff and, but I mean, you could still see like this card is from this panel in this mm. yeah. comic book. I think that's fun because it should really feel like you're in the adventure and yeah, yeah. playing through the story. And again, I guess from a collector's point of view, I was just blown away by the amount of different panels and artwork you were able to include in the game. And I think we're all used to collectible items where you might have three or four different images that are repeated or whatever. Um, there's a, a pretty strict style guide that King Features use um, or, or issue out. You've um, really broadened the scope of the artwork in, in the cards. Thank you. Thank you. And I mean, there's some repetition because there could be such a thing as you get uh, visual overload if, if there's too many different things coming up. So especially in the player cards, there is like the starter deck you get almost three copies of every card just so you would you would recognize them mm. quickly so mm. you won't have to read too many cards too many times in the beginning and then yeah. you get more unique cards as you play yeah 
and and even that repetition is for a reason. Like you say, they're all the same card. They do the same thing in the game, so they've got the same picture necessarily. But you know, even the as as we just played, the pictures match really well. I thought to the play or, or the abilities or whatever that card allows you to do. Um, there was a really clear connection with that as well. So the the gameplay and the story does intertwine really really effectively. Thank you. Yeah, I mean that that's what I've been working a lot on uh, to yeah. make it feel like. I mean. I usually go first with, so what is happening in this panel? And then say, so what would that be in the game and still not be broken? It would still be like, like you saw a campfire, for example. And then it's like, well, what could a campfire do? Yeah, well, it's, you could take a time to relax and maybe come back to speed quicker. And then I did, okay, so that's what the campfire does. And, mm. and the gun. I mean, yeah, that, 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 that was the one that stood out for me, the, the Colt 45 card that was uh, high risk, high reward, uh, you know, like, a, like a, a pistol might be from just beyond its range, uh, where the Phantom probably is going to make the shot, most people won't, you know, um, that was, I, I really like the way those play together. Yeah, and I, I also think like a, a gun, it's like, if it works, he shoots away the gun and the, the enemy is immobilized or something. But on the other hand, it it could be like misfiring or someone kicks it out of his hand. So it's mm. it should be a, a risk with using it. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. So so now you've you've just you, so you said before that it's a cooperative a, a cooperative game where basically uh, and this is probably something that took myself and Dan a little bit to get used to is that when we played it, we're not in competition against each other. It's the two of us fighting, or I guess fighting the actual game. So is that, I'm sure you could probably explain that a little bit better <laughs> with the proper yeah, I mean, that, that's exactly it. It's like most, most games you play against each other. And, but I think this is also co uh, competitive because if you're playing on the harder difficulties, it's really hard and you really need to work together and do not do any mistakes and maybe even have a bit of luck to make it. Okay. And I mean, playing together against uh, a mission, it's great for those like couples or you play with your kid and you don't want to steamroll. You basically want to, to like, if, if, if you're doing well, both of you are doing well, then yeah. it could be good for the dynamic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and the perfect the, the perfect tonic for our times. Everyone needs to be staying inside and working together and yeah, playing yeah. some games as a family. <laughs> yeah. You obviously haven't met my wife. My wife is better <laughs> than me when it comes to games like that. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not sure how that... She would turn it still into a competition, I think, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could still turn it to a competition in like one play the Phantom with the, the Story of Devil and the other one plays uh, Diana and Diana in the Jungle Patrol and it's like, well, I did it on how, this many uh, turns. How many turns did you do it? <laughs> so you're playing at opposite ends of the table. <laughs> yeah, and then, then when you're done, you switch and then, and then you compare. <laughs> there you go. So if you've got competitive uh, siblings or, or, or something like that, or wives or partners, uh, that's how you can play it. So 
could you tell us a little bit how this game came about? Like, was it just you awoken in the middle of the night and you thought, I'm going to do this? Or what, what was the process for you to come to where you are now? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, I wrote, uh, you wrote an article about it on the Critical Chamber, but I can reiterate, uh, it's like, it's almost three years ago now, uh, me and my kids, we got this uh, Phantom and Spelet by Don Glimne from the 80s, and we were playing, and I, I really enjoyed some part of it, like I think the, the cards you draw is great with the enemies and the, the items and stuff. But then in the end, it's like, okay, so up until now, maybe not that many has played it, but it goes so that everyone is a potential phantom. And then the first one who finds uh, Luaga is the real phantom, and the other one is uh, villains. And now they need to defeat the phantom before he ends the game. And I thought it was pretty weird ending. And I started thinking like, but how, how would I do a phantom game if I had the chance? And it's like, well, I want to play as the phantom and that makes it hard to make it a co competitive game against each other because, well, should we take turns on being the phantom and the other one is the sing pirates or should we both be the phantom? And it's like, I didn't like any options. And I was like grinding this in my head while we were watching TV in the evening. And then when we went to bed, I was just, I couldn't sleep. I was just thinking of how I would do it. And then something clicked and I just, I need to go down. And I went down and started writing on, on a rules document. Like, this is how the rules should be. This is everything. And basically, like, the kids came down at 7 a.m. And it's like, oh, is it morning already? And I, <laughs> and I took, took a few hours sleep and then... Uh, went up like uh, writing on like bleach like a pen on on regular paper and cut it out and made my my son who turned 13 then he he was the first test subject to play it and i mean awesome yeah so did you skip work that day so you pulled an all-nighter <laughs> it, it was uh, during vacation <laughs> uh, that's good. That's, that's when yeah. all the best ideas happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you said that it's been three years in the making. Have you has it changed much from Genesis to where you are now? I mean, there's a lot of changes, but the core element was a cooperative uh, card game, and and it was actually like the story of Devil was the first draft. Yeah. And that's, it's still the story of the devil. Some of the cards is not the same, but it's, it's the same cards, like Colonel Bagshot, the Wolf, the Colt. Uh, those kind of cards is the same, but I changed the resource system totally. I changed how you battle. In the beginning, it was like you do either hand-to-hand uh, -hand combat or you do ranged combat. And I scratched that and... And I mean, the, the visual design that uh, Diana has helped me with is totally different from how it was in the beginning. It's so great. And also like this unlocking cards while you play and uh, the different uh, adjustable difficulties, all of those has been like 
you play it through and then it's like you know what's really great and you just add things and i would i think like i could probably work three years more on it but i'm not sure it would be better just to be <laughs> more different yeah. like so just to pick you up on something you said in the middle of that someone has helped you with the design um do you want to give them a shout out yeah yeah uh Dayan is my great friend and he has helped me from like yeah when when this started to be a real thing when i started to look at at the license he started helping me with like the design step he has helped me with all the cards the rule book the the box right now he's working on the kickstarter introduction video and he's been such a great help awesome Excellent. and then i also have help with uh, johan from uh, who helped me with the marketing and and uh, makes the deal with uh, with business people that I think is really boring. <laughs> <laughs> boring, but very important. <laughs> so yeah. are, these, are these people, uh, Diane and um, what was the other guy's name, sorry? Uh, it's Dayan and Johan. Dayan and Johan. Are they Phantom fans or are they more, um, or are they card uh, play, game players? Uh, they're gamers. Uh, none of them are really hardcore Phantom fans. Uh, they know who Phantom is, of course, like everyone in Sweden, but they're not subscribers or anything. Is that have you found that actually handy to have a a less a more objective set of eyes go over the game? I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. True. Because I mean, not many of those I've shown the game to are Phantom fans. Uh, so, but some of some of them are, but sometimes it's good to like, well, I don't know who Colonel Bagshot is. I don't know who Devil is. Oh, Devil, you know, but Colonel Bagshot is. And, mm. But it's like, well, is this information enough for you to know that this is the bad guy? This is mm-hmm. the yeah. one you're going to fight. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, that's good. And like, when we played, you, you know, the lore and also there's like this text in the bottom of a lot of cards. I enjoyed that. If that, yeah, yeah, and a lot of people that don't read Phant- uh, the Phantom, uh, they read it and like, oh, that's pretty funny. Huh? And, uh, mm, yeah. yeah. So just to explain, I guess in the same way that, as I said before, that the art matched the the play of the card, the quotes that you've included on each card, just sort of in a um, in a faded font, so it's not the predominant thing. It is just an aside that you can read. Um, was an old jungle saying or a quote from the comic book. Um, that relates again to that picture and relates to the play of the card. So it's really, there's so much um, thought behind every card. I'm really impressed with that. And I guess in a sense, the beauty about that is that the, the fan and fan who will play it will pick up on that and will probably yes. love it that little bit much more. Yeah. So it's kind of got that little Easter egg, I guess, yeah. for lack of a better term, for the actual fan who is playing the game. It's definitely something that fans will get um, more than, you know, as you say, just gamers. So, yeah, it is, a, it is an extra element that fans are going to love. Mm-hmm. So you, you may have mentioned before that it's licensed. Um, so could you just expand a little bit on that for us? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I got a license uh, with the Bulls uh, that, what's it called? They hold the license rights for the Scandinavian things. Yep. So, yeah, I 
by this, when we're recording this, I have not yet uh, gotten everything approved in the artwork and stuff, but uh, I mean, they have approved a lot, a few things, so I don't think I have any problems getting all the images approved. Hmm. Yeah. And, um, and from what we saw, the so, images and stuff, obviously, they're all in the spirit of the Phantom, and that seems to be the thing that King Pages is often looking for. Is it? Is it yeah. still um, Phantom enough? You know, so it, it, it's beautiful from fans' perspective, but, you know, I think you'll be fine. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing like any any skits or any like stupid making him do stupid things yeah. or such. I, I I tried to be serious in the game yeah. Uh, yeah. with everything. I, I might have some small jokes, but nothing that's detriment that's, to the character. Yeah, no. exactly. And uh, the license is for three years uh, at least. So. Uh, if this goes through, then I might be able to do more things afterwards. Let's see. Okay, awesome. cool. That sounds good. Yeah. So Kickstarter. So why Kickstarter? Why are we going with Kickstarter? Yes. Uh, I mean, Kickstarter is great to to gauge interest, how many people are willing to to do it, and. If there's a lot of interest, we could do a better product. Uh, I mean, if, if I wouldn't go to Kickstarter, it would be taking my savings money and buy as many copies as I can and then try to sell it. Now, instead, uh, everyone who wants a copy pays first, and then I have that money to do as good product as possible and maybe buy uh, a stock for myself. Uh, and, I mean gauge interest and also build interest because yeah there's a lot of people that are just looking at kickstarter uh, campaigns and not easy to find elsewhere mm. definitely now obviously a lot of fan fans well uh have know a little bit about kickstarter because there's been the event board game uh that has been what was about 13 14 months ago now mm. i believe it is yep um, so the dates again, so the dates, uh, can you just tell us the dates again? Yeah, the, I mean, the Kickstarter opens at 1st of May. Yep. And we hope to have the game at uh, customers before Christmas. Oh, wow. Um, but I mean, the Kickstarter is running from 1st of May to 29th, I think, uh, the plan is. And uh, even if you're... Uh, what's it called low on cash during that time you could do like the minimum uh, wage uh, or minimum pledge and then mm. you get access to adding stuff after so can you take us through those pledge levels now like have you made decisions around what those will be yeah I mean I'm 90% sure <laughs> there might be some changes but but uh, right just, now it's just like ballpark stuff anyway. Yeah, and like I have to do it in Kroner because my resident address is in uh, Sweden. Yeah. So the easiest for me is to just talk in US dollar because the US dollar is around ten Kroner per dollar. Okay. So if I so if I talk in US dollars, it's That's easier. Right. I've got a converter here. So what we'll do is you talk in. So you're on talking US dollars? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so like the first one would be like an old a pledge level that's sorry? 
Oh, so you're talking US dollars, and then what I'll do is I'll convert that to Australian dollars. Cool. So the first level is basically like a friend of the Phantom, and that's like one US dollar. Then you would get like notifications, and you could then add money after the Kickstarter is done to, to get the copies in, in the same uh, way. It's just the money that gets added there won't be counted toward the stretch goal and such. So it's okay. worse for the campaign, but I, um, I understand if you, I mean. So it's, it's basically a way times. for people to dibs a copy for themselves if, this, if the Kickstarter is successful. If the Kickstarter is successful, they have the option to then get into the pledge handler. That's a thing after the Kickstarter ends where you could like, oh, I want this also and then put uh, more money. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So that's the smallest one. And then we have like just the base game and that's around $29. And mm-hmm. then you get what we saw. It's like over 200 and something cards and uh, the legend cards and tokens and rule book and uh, those things. Yep. Uh, That's about 40 then, Australian. Yeah. And then we have the deluxe edition that has everything in the before one. And then we add like nine pieces of alternative arts. So that's cards that all already are in the game, but Painted by nine the nine different uh, Sunday artists. Oh wow! Oh cool. And also uh, one of these uh, cardboard throne that's going to look something like this, where you can then put cards like that. Yeah. But not. Oh, that's I cool. Mean, the, the cards from the game, yeah. So for, for people listening to the audio, it's a, a sort of a cardboard put together throne that's also a card stacker, a card holder. That's pretty yep. cool. Mm. Well, it's got the chain of patience as well, which a lot of fans tend to like. Yeah. Uh, so how much is that level? That's around 35 US dollars. Yeah. Which is about 55 Australian. Yeah, and then we have uh, uh, the plan is. Oh, I I forgot the the plan is. Uh, I'll leave it until uh, it's not sure it's gonna happen. So let's let's wait with that. But That's then fine. <laughs> there's gonna be a the the beautiful cover from Hendrik Salstrom. We're gonna have that as a print in the same size as the box. That's yeah. going to be autographed by Henrik Saltström, and then that's like you get the deluxe plus that, and that's the deluxe plus signed. I think the pledge level is called. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't put the price tag on that. That's fine. Yeah. How? What's the? Um, <laughs> uh, you just mentioned the box, and um, I'm sure by the time we post this, there'll be images of the of that, and and we're lucky enough to have seen a copy of it already. It really beautifully represents all three games. Um, ties them all in together. It's a great example of Solstrom's work. Um, about what size is the box going to be? Yeah, it's a planned size, 23 times 23 centimeters uh, yep. of the uh, cover and then like seven centimeters deep. 
Right. See, that's, I think that's probably much bigger than most people would expect, given that it's a card game and we sort of expect that to fit in your wallet sort of thing or your back pocket. Um, yeah, so that, that's what, really cool. And a, a print that size too. Yeah, I mean, 200 cards is, I mean, yeah. a deck of cards is like 50. I mean, this is like the prototype. So this is as many cards that's going to be in it. Yep. Uh, at least if we're going to do some stretch goals, there might be more. Now, is that all three? This is the starter decks and the, the missions. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a good good whack of cards. It, it really is. So is that all the pledge levels, or have you got any others that you're uh, thinking of? Well, just... Oh, those just, are the... Yeah. And so um, you said there's a, about 200 cards. How many different pieces of artwork do you think you've used? Would you know exactly, or...? I do not know exactly. Um, Sorry to put you on the question without notice. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would guess ah, it's really hard because some of the <laughs> there's no there's no card that there's more than five copies of. Yeah. Well, well, well actually, I... oh yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Then there might be more of one of the damaged cards. Yeah, that's true. Okay. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. As I said, without notice at all. Um, well, for what it's worth, in the hour or so that we played on YouTube, I think I saw the same in, same image pop up twice or three times at most. So, as it, yeah, just to go back to that point about the variety that's there. So you're looking at, what, 200 plus cards. You may be looking at oh, probably 70 to 100, probably individual. At least. Art. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, and it's like with those 200 cards, we also include like, you know, the lore cards where yeah. the, there's like this leather back and then there's the instructions on the other side. I mean, there's no art on those, but it's still counted yeah. towards the card limits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. So we've, we've just talked about the pledge level. So there's the friend of the fan and there's the normal, the deluxe, and then there's the deluxe plus. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So, so that's that's the pledge levels. Um, Dan, what are you getting? You're getting the deluxe plus. Well, <laughs> how many of the deluxe plus are there, Mikael? It's yes. limited. Yeah. I thought it might be. <laughs> I thought yeah. it might be. Uh, yeah. I, look, listening to all of that, I'm thinking deluxe plus, and maybe another deluxe, and I'll probably need one that I can actually play as well. So. <laughs> so how many how many levels of the deluxe plus will there be or how many spots available i mean that's uh you will find out on the first of may <laughs> <laughs> that's a great answer <laughs> what about um what are, oh you're probably about to ask you're probably asking the same thing you go Probably. Um, just about stretch goals. One of the things that I really enjoyed watching with the uh, the board, the fan and board game as it came through was um, achieving the various stretch goals. Have you have you built many of those into your campaign? I mean, we have have lots of uh, stretch goals. Uh, like when we when we played, you also saw like we had the achievements and the loot. Those are actually stretch goals. Uh, I mean, the game can be played perfectly without them. Yes. But we will add them, and they're pretty early on. And then we have like better card quality, and we have also like more reward cards. Like we played the Store of Devil. If 
certain stretch goal would be achieved, then we would have like uh, both get the re rewards from that mission as well, and those kinds of things. Yeah. So it's most uh, better and more cards because yeah. arts is fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we're go not gonna show them all in, when the uh, Kickstarter starts uh, anyway, so I don't want to spoil too many. Yeah, yeah. cool. Of course. So, to, to I guess to achieve the stretch goals, for those who don't know Kickstarter, you get to a certain point and then you have stretch goals which helps you, I guess, build mo more momentum to get more uh, money pledged. Can you tell us what the first goal amount is? No. <laughs> I, I, uh, because, two weeks because, to, to uh, <laughs> because it, sorry, but uh, no. right now it's we really need to because it, it is as you say it's one 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 kind of seeing it is to get more pledges, but it's also like what can we afford for this amount? Yeah, uh, and we know how much it costs for us. Uh, how much money we need to get in to be able to to print it at all, and then it's like, well, how much money more do we need to get to add these things? So, no, that's, we, that's completely. Understood. We need to finalize that, uh, and uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, we've got to ask the questions though. Yeah, we're still we're yeah, still good. We're still two weeks out at the time of recording, so you've got uh, you got time to cross your eyes and no, what do you do? Dot your eyes and cross your t's. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, we might, uh, when this comes out, we might have answers for them and then we could add them later, maybe. Yeah, cool. Fair enough. Now, with my limited knowledge of card games, I know there's things called extension packs and stuff. Is that something that is a possibility, either as a stretch goal or down the path? Because, like you said, you've got a three year window for your initial license. I would love to do some. Uh, I mean, it's not in the stretch goals because this is our first Kickstarter and we really want to do everything right. But I mean, if this goes well and people are liking the game, I don't see any reason. I, I mean, I have so many adventures I want to do expansions of, so I don't see any reason why I wouldn't. And then we could also like, there's so many things we could add. Mm. So I, okay. I really hope so. Yeah. So that's actually one of the questions that we did have is, first of all, why those stories? And then second of all, can you tell us another story that you're kind of thinking about for down the path? Yeah. I mean, uh, why these stories is like I picked, in the beginning I picked the story of the devil because I loved it. I love it. And it's, been like so many times it's been voted the best in sweden mm. best uh, best uh, story and i thought it like oh i could really do this like introduction introduction to devil and its introduction to the phantom so that's why i chose that one uh, diane in the jungle patrol i was like i was reading all the chronicles and like everything with every story with diana in its title and trying to find a story where she's really in the foreground and she's badass and you know the way I see Diana is she is a badass and she is an independent uh, strong 
female character and she yeah so that one was the best i could find story-wise uh and i mean i think it's quite a good story and it could also be even though it takes place in the continuity at a certain time i would say it could just as well take place before she marries uh, the phantom and such it could be mm. like independent she doesn't really know who the phantom is with a bit of imagination yep yeah and then the year one was basically like when you're doing a card game like this that i want with unlocking things i felt like it's really cool to go where it really started yeah uh i mean i know not everyone is a fan of year one but i, I really liked it and i think it, it works like if it's going to be a game with uh, you unlock things why not do it at the same time as he does yeah that makes sense yeah. so for those who are interested about those games um just a, a quick mention that we will be doing the three maybe four of us if Stephen joins us we will be doing a review of those stories as part of the kickstarter campaign in a couple of weeks time as well so mm that we can nut out those stories a little bit further. and, and stuff So like. it'd be a good idea for anyone listening to this, if you've got copies of those, um, dig them out and have a read um, just to get yourself familiar for, with uh, what the gameplay is. Because, again, as, as I said before, the gameplay does mirror the story quite well. Um, mm. And then you'll also be up to speed to um, listen to the podcast where we review the, the, the stories and agree or disagree with what we say about our thoughts on them. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and, I mean, we were talking about uh, the Dracon uh, Phantom game earlier. I mean, I love it what, what they do with giving out the TPB with the Kickstarter, yeah. with all the stories. Uh, sadly, I don't have the license to give out comics. Otherwise, it would be awesome to give out a, yeah. a trade paperback with the stories. Yeah. But I have to work with what, what I have. Yeah. Uh, but you also asked me what, what stories I would like to take on and i've been there's there's quite a few that i really like it's like this one with um uh, i think it's a mccoy story where he loses the ring and this bad guy picks it up and goes around in the jungle and making everyone dislike the phantom mm-hmm. i think that one could have some pretty fun mechanics with like you have different piles that would be different villages and you have to run run around and find him Mm. Yeah, something like that and uh, uh, going further on the on the year one I actually like Moloch I have some synopsis on how I would do it and later on there's one called like the eye of the storm where it's like a Agatha Christie story that yeah. that if I would do that as a Adventure, I would make it more like a clue thing, like you have to find out who is the guy with what motive did he do this or something like that. Yeah. But I mean, it's right now it's only ideas, but something I really want. Mm. Well, for what it's worth, um, I would love to see you do the um, old McCoy story. Um, Governor and Susie is another one that I think might, you know, from a completely untrained, um, there seems to be lots of twists and turns in that quite long story that you could um, manu- I couldn't, but you might be able to manufacture a game around. 
Yeah, I mean, there's so, so many good stories. Yeah. And I mean, it would be pretty cool to do like the Sing Pirates also. Like that yep. would be yeah. a cool thing. Awesome. Yeah, cool. Now, you may mention that Henrik Solström is doing the cover. Um, is is that the only original non-new bit of art, if that kind of makes sense? It's the only newly created phantom art. Uh, I mean, there's there's lots of art on the cards and the like, the the small tokens and the 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 backs and all of those are like our design, but but that's the only like real art I would say. Yeah. Okay. And of, and of course, Jermaine's next question will be: uh, Is that going to be up for grabs as a, a pledge goal, the original art for the cover? But uh, no, he only does it digitally, you know. Ah, so I won't even have it. Otherwise, it still wouldn't be because I would have it. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> very good. Oh, you've got an empty spot for it as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's gonna be. I guess it will be the poster sign instead. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Now, over on your what side? corner is that on your left side i see a couple of little uh um things that look familiar are you able to show us what they are obviously if you're only listening to us on audio you might not be able to see it so obviously go onto our youtube and Mikel will explain what he's got for us are you talking about these ones yeah the little prototypes that you've kind of got behind you yeah these are like Oh, sorry. <laughs> like when I did the, uh, I think it's a bit more than a year ago, I did these as a prototypes. And then I had the, that was before I was thinking of Kickstarter. Because then I thought like, I have Star of Devil as one box, then in Jungle Patrol as one and year one. And then it, because then if you're going to play a solo, you only need to buy one of them. And if you're going to play two players, you need both. And basically, it became a bit too confusing, and maybe there was too many choices already before buying the game. Uh, so that's mm -hmm. why we went to uh, one box with all of, all three and three adventures and two uh, play decks. Hmm. Hmm. Awesome. Um, Dan, have you got any questions? Any other questions, Matt? Um, no, more just a statement, I think. Shut up and take my money. I can't wait for uh, the 1st of May and uh, I'll be one of the first in I, uh, on, on that first day to, to pledge some cash and I'll be very keen um, to, to watch the tally grow. Um, last time with the, the Treasures of Dragon um, board game, we were probably more as obsessed as the creators in terms of watching that and hoping it was going to tick over to the... The original goal just so it was going to be made and i just can't wait uh looking forward to it yeah i mean <laughs> awesome thank you uh, but uh, i'm a bit worried about when it starts because i i might be a bit looking too much at the numbers yeah. <laughs> so i guess that raises a good point uh about you being worried is there any fears in today's environment with the COVID-19 situation? I mean, it's it's a serious situation. Uh, 
in in the case of this project, uh, I I think the biggest fear is a lot of people losing their jobs uh, and can't afford. Uh, I mean, this this is not something you need to live. It's it's entertainment, and I think entertainment is what is firstly cut and rightly so. I mean, I don't want anyone to go hungry to buy this, uh, but. Yeah. That, I think that's the biggest risk and then there's so many small risks because we're, we, this has, hasn't happened before mm, but yeah, yeah. As so far our printers, we have two printers uh, that we're talking with both of them are still operating and are able to do this and I don't see a reason to, to, uh, Not to do push it. the date yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if yeah. So, you know, I'm, that kind of deflated the whole conversation. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> while we're while we're yes. deflating the conversation, let's go one step further. Um, what happens if we don't reach the the goal? And I know yeah. probably noticed the word that I used the word we because we've yeah. got. A, invested interest in this as well yeah i mean that's you don't want that to happen of course but it's for me what i'm losing is like what i put in ads and what i put in in time to creating the kickstarter but what you gain if if it's failing it's like you learn a lot yeah. And hopefully those ads and such uh, bring in people who, who want to play it, even though it takes even longer. And then, I mean, I wouldn't give up. It would be rather redo what failed and then uh, uh, set a new date. Mm. But cool. Yeah. Let's hope I, that doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah. I have thought of two quick questions. Um, one, do you know about uh, how many copies you'd like to have available for sale? I guess it's linked to what the number is in terms of the, the final goal, but um, any thoughts on how many copies you want to produce as part of this first run at least? I mean, uh, the printers have like set prices and it's like if you do 500 copies, it will cost X. And if you do 1,000 copies, it will be like two-thirds of X. Mm. And if you do 2,000 copies, it will be half of X. So it's like... Uh, there's different levels that mm. if, for example, we can do, we sell like 370 on the Kickstarter, then we would probably pay from our own pocket to get up to 500. Mm. So we would get a cheaper price per copy and then have a stock that we could sell to local stores or uh, online business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And um, the numbers you mentioned before, does that include um, postage to um, to the buyer or is there postage on top? Postage is on top. Yeah. Uh, and we're, we're working on getting the, the best deal we can on postage. Uh, and that's also a bit depending on how many people are back in it because if there's a lot of people in the same area, then we would probably do like a batch uh, yep. going to a fulfillment center. And uh, if there's just a few, then we would do it manually. Yeah. Cool. Thank so you. do you, 
Like, is that going to be a flat rate or would that be a rate dependent on um, the person's region? I mean, it will be like uh, different depending on country. Uh, okay. And yeah, it, it might be like we have a cost for US, cost of uh, Europe, cost of Australia, and then a rest cost for the rest. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, if you can put my three copies all in the same box and send it for uh, two thirds of the price, I'm happy for you to do that. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Uh, have, have you got anything that you feel we have maybe missed out not asking you that you wanted to talk about? Mm, I think you're quite thorough with your questions. So I think it's <laughs> quite, quite good. That's good. So before we go, let's just quickly recap a couple of things is that there's, I don't want to take up too much of everyone's time because they're probably bookmarking the Kickstarter campaign and doing their the calendar date. So there's the friend of the fandom pledge level, there's the standard uh, pledge, then there's the deluxe, and then there's the deluxe plus, which has got the signed um, uh, poster from Henrik Solstrom. Uh, there's three games inside it. Um, is there anything else important that you feel like I've missed? Postage is plus, um, and the, I think the prices were, I think it was about. 45, 55, and 65. Uh, no, 29 was 29 US was standard, wasn't it? Yeah, I was doing AU. Oh, sorry, yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so they're, they're kind of like the prices. Um, for those who are interested, we will be releasing a gameplay example, which runs for about an hour to an hour and a half of the actual game. Uh, that's myself and Dan playing it. Um, so that will be released in about a week's time. About halfway through the uh, Kickstarter campaign, there will be another podcast with uh, the group of Chronicle Chamber and Mikkel as we review the three stories, which is Devil Story, uh, Year One, and Diana and the Jungle Patrol. Now, if you wanted to go read those stories, uh, Diana and the Jungle Patrol was released in through 1804. And last in Sweden in Phantom and Chronica, two from, number two from 2003. Devil's Story has been recently published in the Free Trade paperback, number one, which was coloured by Ivan Pedersen. And it's been published in a handful of different uh, countries, like, a, like 14 different countries. That's how popular that story is. Um, in last time in Sweden, it is Phantom End Chronica number six from 2007. And then, of course, the 21st Phantom, which is the first part of the year one, uh, has been published in Fru 1390, which was back in 2004. And the Phantom End issue was number 17 from 2004. And we may have something else. Uh, coming up uh which is still in discussion as well uh related between the kickstarter and stuff but more on that if once it comes up um so uh dan have i missed anything that you want to quickly jump in and say no no that's a really good coverage um and and just to reiterate very excited for this one michael can't wait yeah michael anything else you wanted to share with us 
Uh, I just wanted to add in the gameplay video that we're playing in the tabletop simulator version. It's not a real uh, cards and such. So. But yeah, so uh, that's, that's a very good point. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, that's a very good point. Thank you for that. Um, so thank you, Mikkel, for joining us. Uh, really appreciate it. Very excited. Um, looking forward to signing up. I myself will probably be getting at least two, I reckon, of the... Um, can you get two of the Deluxe? Or would you have... To? That's a good question, actually. In deluxe the, Plus. <laughs> yeah, in the... In, in the um, can you sign up for multiple pledges or do you need to have different accounts to sign up for multiple pledges? Uh, if you're going to get multiple Deluxe uh, Plus, uh, you need different accounts. But if you're going to have like two regular Deluxe or regular uh, copies, then you would just uh, add the amount uh, to the pledge uh, and then choose the highest pledge you do. Okay. So if you would... Yeah. Yeah. So if you're greedy and you want to sign Henrik Selstrom posters, you need to um, uh, have two accounts. And then if you're happy with one and you want, say, another Deluxe, you can add a Deluxe to your Deluxe Plus. Is that correct? Yeah. You, yeah. The important thing is to use the Deluxe Plus because otherwise the, the amount won't match. And then you just add the amount. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. Um, we're all joining up. We're very excited. Um, appreciate you letting us in a little bit behind the scenes and uh, playing the game with us um, and, 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 and telling us a lot of the stuff. So um, from myself, uh, uh, thank you. And um, yeah, uh, good luck with the Kickstarter. Yeah, all the best with it. Thank Mikhail. you. And thank you for having me. Oh. The ultimate and happy fandoming to you, mate. <laughs> Yeah, happy phantoming, and thank you very much for for helping me reach out like this. It's it's awesome. Thank you. No, worries. it's our pleasure. This is Mikael once again. Uh, it's been a week since we recorded the interview, and some uh, decisions has been made. So, for example, each of the pledge levels will have uh, two different kinds of uh, lids. There will be a Scandinavian edition and the regular edition and the scan the only difference is on the lid the color of the phantom's suit if it's blue or purple then inside of the game there is cards both with purple suit and with blue suit uh, in all of the copies there's the, the only difference is the lid of the box then we also realized that there are eight different Sunday artists that we did the alternative arts for the deluxe edition and not nine as I said in the interview and I've done some counting and there's 134 pieces of unique artworks from the comic books featured in the game so see you on 1st of May happy phantoming so thank you Mikkel for your time today I uh, really appreciate it um... We wish you that we wish you all the all the best with the uh, the Kickstarter campaign. We will be shouting on the rooftops or on people's social media accounts as much as we can. Um, as always, uh, this has been another one of our podcasts. Um, we do podcasts quite regularly. If you don't know much about us, you can find us on our website, which is at chroniclechamber.com. You can email us at chroniclechamber at gmail.com 
or you can find us on our social media, which is on Facebook, which is chronicalchamber.com. On Twitter, it's Twitter. Uh, let me start that one again. On Twitter, it is at Chronicle Tweets. On Instagram, it is at Chronicle Chamber. Uh, if this is your first time that you've been listening to us, because um, uh, Mikel and the board game and Kickstarter and all those other uh, things brought you over, we thank you for listening to us. Um, you can subscribe to us via uh, iTunes or via apps if you use an Android by apps like Podbean, Player FM, CastBox, and Listen Notes. Now, if you're a Patreon listener, uh, this would be very exciting for you because uh, we love our Patreons. We've just recently done a 150th celebration or issue uh, podcast with them. Uh, Mikel was a part of that as well. Um, but all our Patreons, we, give, we like to give back to our Patreons. And one of the ways that we have given back to our Patreons is that they are getting a special card, promo card that is actually related to this game. Um, so basically, playable in the game, isn't it? Playable in the game. So um, we should have played with that game. That would have been good. <laughs> um, could have used it to defeat some of those wolves. Um, so yeah, so that is a very special gift that only Patreons are getting. Um, and so we just wanted to say thank you for them. Let them know that that will be in the mail as well. And a, and a huge thank you to Mikel for making that happen because um, that, that, that's uh, a, 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 the very definition of a beautiful cross promotion, I think, Mikel, because we, I feel like we're benefiting more out of it than you are, to be honest. So <laughs> thank you. Um, so, thank yeah. You. But, I, I think it's fun with. Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> So, um, yeah, yeah, I just think it's funny with promo cards. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and it, it works with the Chronicle Chamber. It's, it's so perfectly matched. It is Excellent. perfectly matched. And we get an extra cool collectible, which, um, as a completist, um, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> the other Patreons will be as well. So, for myself, thank you again for listening. Um, go on to Kickstarter, search for it, or if you look into our uh, if you're on YouTube or, or whatever, if you're looking to either onto our website or the notes in YouTube, or if you're on uh, iTunes or whatever, there'll be a link there as well for the Kickstarter campaign. Um, and then you'll be able to go there and you'll be able to pledge your support. So Dan, thank you for joining myself uh, tonight. And for myself, happy phantoming. Happy phantoming. Happy phantoming. Five hundred years ago He washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck And upon the skull of the man who killed his dad He said, I'm mad, I must eradicate piracy Injustice and cruelty And all my sons will follow me So evildoers will believe that this man cannot die The Phantom The ghost who walks The Phantom Enemies beware The Phantom's always there but you won't find the phantom He finds 